Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day. The all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Hey, good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildy. Sports Day SA for budget car and truck rental. 132727 is the number there. Get on the road faster. Call 132727. We're talking budget car and truck rental as a welcome the great man, Malcolm Jack Blight. Blighty, how are you? Well, David Wildy, how are you? Um, we did I'm a bit broken. To... I'm, yeah. I'm, I was on a bit of a high early, then I, I fell back into some old habits. You, you tried some coaching, and I think in the end you shook your head and walked off. No, I don't blame you. you. I reckon you must have had 150 <laughs> shots at the bunker, and I thought you did pretty well. I reckon you got 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10. So that's better than what I, I thought you would. Hey, listen, it, it is about you tonight. Now, I want to mention something that I did know and I was waiting for tonight on this weekend. You were going to be calling your 34th grand final, Sandful grand final, Nord uh, playing North Adelaide. Uh, how's that feel? Oh, it's does good. it make you feel old? 34 sounds a lot. Yeah, well, it does. So I started when I was 28, yeah. um, 28, 29. And, and the beauty about this week, calling with Stephen Rowe, the Norwood connection. Oh, yeah, Norwood North. And I'm the North. So, so yeah. we did – I reckon I called with Rowie in 18 and, and we got the, the chocolates then. But uh, – so a bit of spot. Mark Bickley will be doing special comments. But oh, good. I think what it means is we are getting old. When you talk 34 without a miss, I've been very lucky, called seven AFL grand finals. But, yeah. I mean – and five AA have been outstanding to me. I've had, I think I've had 28 years there too. Mm. So, I mean – You've got to be in the right place, right time, don't you? Sure, but you also got to be able to do it. Oh, yeah, and, and that's been a passion calling. Probably if you said out of anything, what do you prefer or what do you like best, it'd definitely be calling football. And uh, I've, when I was a kid, when I was five or six, I knew that probably when you were playing, um, when you first started as a young Malcolm Blight, I knew all the seconds numbers. I knew the um, uh, Woodville, yeah. Norwood, and I watched it all. I had a good concentration. Yeah. Back. I went to a grand final when I was five. We we got up at two o'clock in the morning to get there and I yeah. stayed awake until the, you know, yeah. five o'clock the next day. So Yeah, that's passion, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I must say I did call for a little while. I did special comments for years and years and years. I quite enjoyed You feel as though you're a bit part, more part of the game yeah. than the special comments when you just – but calling well, – I actually called a final series in Melbourne uh, in the AFL uh, some years ago, but it was good. A lot of people say, why would you give away cricket so early? Well – uh, Mike Noonan made me, me choose, but in the end, it's been the best decision. Yeah, yeah. This has given you another 30-odd years after, after your career. Yeah, and so I've been pick- very lucky, and uh, yeah. as I said, I appreciate everyone that's given me the chance there. Hey, just a bit of trivia. Now, you like trivia. Yeah. The Queen, very saddened to hear the, the, of the Queen's passing. We of knew course. it was yep. imminent, but yep. it, it came. 1952, yep. a, a father dies at the age of 56. She becomes yep. Queen, I think, in February 1952. Yep. Correct. That year, Nord played... North Adelaide in the grand final, nineteen fifty. North North Adelaide won by one hundred and five points. Yeah. So what odds? Seventy years later, 
the Queen has been in, in control for 70 years. She passes and North Adelaide and Nord are playing in the grand final. Oh. Now, I mean, it, it's a trivia, it's quirky, but the odds of that would be astronomical, wouldn't they? Yeah, they are. And you know why that's stupidly silly? Yeah. Because this could happen in the AFL, and I know now in 1952, because I've been at the Geelong Football Club, they won back-to-back in 52 and 53. They played... Collingwood. Collingwood in the 52 grand final. And both of them are still alive. In a prelim. And if they both win, if they both win, opposite sides, opposite sides of deck, they will also play in the grand Well, Although that would increase the odds to a million to one, I would think, with all the different scenarios. Yes, so North Adelaide and Nord, and maybe, maybe a Geelong Collingwood. Yeah. Who ever said history repeats itself? Yeah. Hey, Aaron Young on tonight. What about North Adelaide, very quickly? 24 McGarry medals. Um, yeah. That's a lot. They've won 14 flags. Yeah. Now, but... I've also put out, I counted up. So as soon as you said that today, I counted up, and I've put Adelaide have won 24 as well, as in total, not individuals. Yep. Now, you know what the funny thing about it, once again in the VFL, AFL, the club that's won the most Brownlow medals has been South Melbourne stroke Sydney. So red and white. Bobby Skilt won three. Yeah, red and white, David. So you're in I just think, out or? I, I th- I th- <laughs> yes, no. I think, and I've got a funny feeling, the second most in the brown low are the Bulldogs, which are red, white and blue. So I reckon that combination, you play at South Melbourne or Sydney, Sydney nowadays, and or North Adelaide, yep. you've got more chance than all the other clubs because of the colour of your jumper. Is that fair, David? Oh, i got 11 Come votes on. one year. Yeah. <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, let's take a quick call from Rob. Hello, Rob. Good evening, guys. How are we? Good, thanks, Rob. I uh, congratulations, uh, Willie Onger at the grand final for doing it. You're a great bloke. Love you. Uh, the problem is uh, the problem at Essendon. Why if Fagan sixty four still coaching? Why haven't they made the phone call to Mark Williams? It's yeah, too but... quiet. Oh. Got to get the job. I can't believe it. They're not going to go for another untried coach. Essendon supporters are peed off. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> I've, I've had a gut full of Essendon. See a bit of, bit of passion there. Um, <clears throat> Mark, when his name gets keep. we spoke about this last week. Yep. Mark's, I think, 65 or 66 next year. Um, I don't know if they've ever appointed someone that age with all the youngsters coming through. And we're seeing Sam Mitchell, these sort of guys. Now, <laughs> yeah. I think his best spot is what he's doing, uh, overseeing a coach. Mm. Because he's been very successful with the clubs he's gone to. Yeah, he has. Richmond, Melbourne. Um, what are your thoughts? I've said it before. Wayne Bennett's still coaching at 73. Well, could you coach now, you reckon, uh, with all uh, the dramas? Could I? Yeah, of course you could, but I don't. You don't think you want to. Now, and I, the, I've never asked for a job. I've never asked for a job. Someone's always rang. There hadn't been many ringing, <laughs> so and that, and it's not even on the agenda. Of course, it's not. But uh, but Mark is still involved and would still be capable. No doubt about it. Well, probably Chris Fagan would be one of the oldest coaches. He's only late fifties. He's he? sixty now, I think sixty-one. Is he? Yeah. Or somewhere. But what I'm saying is, to be your first senior role, there'd be coaches that have coached into their sixties, but to pick it up as a senior when he's about 57, 58. Oh, yeah. I think that's... Uh, yeah, it was different. There's I, no I just think they've got different ways to come through now, so... Um, I'm just looking up his age. You just talk amongst yourself. I'll keep talking. Yeah, a bit yeah. of news today. Willie Rioli is... He's born in 61, 23rd yeah. of June, 1961, so he's 61. Yeah, yeah. 61 in June, yeah. So, um, and that's probably the old for AFL. Um, Willie Rioli, yep. a good news support. They need a small forward. They've yep. lost Motlop. And they've lost Robbie Gray, yeah, and, and we don't and know about and uh, Fantasia. Fantasia's sort of up in the air with his fitness. 
And the other one, big one, no real secret, Luke Jackson, you know, they lose a final two days later, I'm off home. He hasn't um, announced yeah. whether it's West Coast or Fremantle. Bit of pressure on him. Jeez, his form dropped off, didn't oh, it? Oh, I thought it dropped off dramatically. He had a far better year last year, uh, Luke. Yeah. And, and probably the start of this year was okay, but as soon as this – Yeah, it all started, yeah. Started is, he worth, is he worth that sort of money? Uh, he's only worth what something will pay him. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> is it, now, listen, what about Port Adelaide and Dunkley? There's talk now that it maybe Brisbane's on the radar. There's a third club in, yeah, or, or the Bulldogs keep him, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's what Port needs. To me, he's a hard nosed. He tackles more than he wants. They've got Ollie Wines. Uh, they've got Sam Powell Pepper. They've got William Drew. I think mm. they need pace. Yeah. Don't Amon's gone. I don't think Dunkley's got pace. Good player. Yeah. Very good player. But to me, that's you got four like for likes in there. They'll throw Connor Rosie in. Yeah, and Butters is going to get better. Those two kids will get better. They'll be able to balance that out a fair bit. Hey, just talking about preliminary final weekend. Now, this is something, you know, occasionally you mention something that I did. Now, I didn't know this, but I think someone else did it. I did an interview last year. You know, uh, preliminary final weekend. It's 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 the weekend. You've had a few of them. Oh, mate. Apparently, I, I think I'm right with this. Someone told me I was. I, I hold the record as player coach for the number I've been involved in VFL AFL. 11. Did you ever go... Th- never straight through. Never. Ev- See, that, that to e- me yeah. is the most amazing yeah. record. Yeah. Ever, never. Never, ever. Any team I coached or played never went straight through. And you won, won two as a coach and two as a player? Play, yeah. Oh, and, and the draw. Yeah. That, I mean, that's remarkable. 11 yeah. going the hard way. And, and, and I must say, one of the most pleasurable times of my coaching career was the first year I coached a uh, non-playing coach at Woodville, and we also made the preliminary final that year. Uh, Graham Corns' uh, Glenelg knocked us out. Only just. We kicked two goals, 12 in the last quarter to lose it. So there was another preliminary final. It's, 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 a, it's, it's probably too many under the old system. We were barring for you to get up. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, just get Woodville yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Glenelg, you know, pipped us the, the week yeah, they before. Did. So. so that's a lot of preliminary finals. And it is. I called it once. This is years ago, which has been quoted many times since. I said it was like dancing with your sister. You know, you're out amongst it, but you're not really where yeah. you want to be. Yeah, fair question. Uh, let's go to Ash. Can we go to Ash, uh, Sam? Yeah. Hi, Ash. Oh, hi, Dave. Hello, Malcolm. Hi. Malcolm, is it time now, with, if the Crows and Port Adelaide leave the SNFL, that Woodville separated from Woodville West Torrens and came back as a club in their right and perhaps they also instated a, a tenth team with, say, a Hills League team, like uh, an Adelaide Hills, like a Sterling team or a... I like it. Gee, that's... Something uh, like that. Gee, that's thinking... Outside the square? Outside the square. Yeah, I... One of the things with that, what they're going to have to do is get a ground, probably, well, yeah. and Thebert and Oval is going to be gone. Right? So you need some facilities. I'm not sure. I think because it's been so successful, the Woodville-West Torrens oh, merger, amazing. I'm not certain that people want to split it up now. But I, in the old days, if you said that might have been an option going forward, I think that would have been a nice option. A lot of people would have liked that at the time, Ash. When I heard that, I thought, wow, they go back to what you were. Yeah. But um, they've only missed finals two or three times in the last twenty years. Yeah, they have. Been remarkable. They missed them this year, but yeah, they uh, have. It's been a, it's been a great merger, and you know, there's still some of us oldies. Let's just say, um, bring back the Peckers. Yeah, bring back the Peckers or the Warriors. Warriors. Now, Woodville I, Warriors. I, I tell you who I caught up the other day was uh, Ronnie Fuller, and we have a, a Woodville function coming up yep. each October. We all catch up with all us old Woody boys. Anyhow. Ron Fuller is the perfect specimen for the Woodville Football Club, if you think about it. He played as a pecker. 
He then played as a warrior and then he played as an eagle. And coached, coached as an coached eagles, the eagles. Too. Wow. So he's the only one. I spoke to him the other day and it was one of those records. So Ronnie Fuller, former coach, very good player, uh, is the only one that's got the three mantras of what Woodville have been through. And coach uh, South Adelaide. One more yeah. question, Ash. Oh, yeah, Malcolm, uh, you used to play with my father-in-law, Roger Lyle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. uh, he's, not doing, he's not doing so well, mate, uh, these days. Uh, he's living up uh, northern New South Wales, Armadale, and he's not looking like he's really going to see Christmas. But, uh, oh, that's sad to hear. He's uh, told, me, told me a couple of stories. And uh, about and said, uh, asked Malcolm how he was after coming back from um, a Vietnam or a Vietnam game or something like. Reckons you went to crash hot the next day. Uh, you playing a, a charity game, or something? Did you? No, no, it wouldn't have been Vietnam. I w- it could have been playing overseas. Did I play overseas? You know that trip yeah. I talked something about. Something like that. Yeah, he, he reckons you might have had a few. Oh, <laughs> a couple of glasses of red. Yeah, well, it was off season then. We'd finish, mate. Not. I mean, I just, I mean, I only obviously drank beer, but uh, it was, I would have had a, probably a couple just to celebrate the trip. Yeah. Oh, when did, the red, for that. when did the red wine kick in? A bit later. Oh, like, much later. Years yeah, me years too. Later. 40, I was. Yeah, wasn't. I was probably, yeah. Wow. Uh, Aaron Young, not far away. Thanks, Ash. Polaris Australia's number one selling side by side brand. Thanking Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side by side brand 21 years in a row. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Hey, time now for true or false. Uh, for Mate, make the switch to Mate Internet and Mobile. Mate 5G mobile plans in every territory or state. Why wait? Make the switch to Mate. Um, we go. Before we go to true or false, Rick yeah. has kindly rung in. Yeah. Uh, Rick from North. Hello, Rick. Good evening, guys. Hope you're well. Thank you. Malcolm, uh, need to ask you a question. I want your opinion on this. I want to throw some names at you. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Crows forward line next year. Yep. So we're going to have, we're going to have Taylor Walker, Fogarty, Riley Philfork, potentially Gallant, and then we've got the two guns, Rochelle, and we've got Rankin, Chuckin Murphy, and then chuck in Rowie, right? Yep. So you'd have to say that's a pretty good forward line. You agree with that? Uh, yeah, probably Galland as a backup to the other the other two boys that you mentioned. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, but there's eight out of four there. So yeah. you know, our best four out of that group will be a decent forward line. Now, you agree that next year Rankin and Rochelle won't be probably ready to be that midfielder, probably maybe in a year or two, maybe at best? Yeah, sneak so my in. question to you, sneak Malcolm, in. is... Yep. Yeah, so my question, Malcolm, is if we're going to if we're going to climb up the ladder next year, if we're going to be any better than we have been the last two years, I want you to tell me which big-bodied midfielder is going to win the ball and put it down their throat, because none of the ones that we've got now can do that. So if they're not recruiting someone that can give that forward line a chance, we're going to finish somewhere between tenth and sixteenth again. Yeah, I, I just want your opinion on that. Yeah, I'll tell you who's who's developed, and I, I reckon he's developed now to be an, an A. An A grade midfielder in in a couple of years' time is Pedler. Pedler's form in the Sandfall that I saw, he was right up there with the best players at Sandfall level, and that's usually a pretty good sign for a youngster. It's a bit like a Rosie was uh, in the grand final for North Adelaide a couple of years ago. It plays slightly different, but he's got some power away from the contest. I would, I think Pedler 
might be the one. He's been a bit wounded. He's coming good. He missed the game last week. What I've seen in him, I reckon he's a certainty to play round one next year. Dawson? Dawson yeah. can play there. Do they try him out? Yeah, but he's probably going to be okay at the back. They're still going to need someone at the back. I reckon they've got him on the list now. I've been really impressed. And the other kid is Taylor. Don't forget, don't forget, I mean, you can play small and be tough, just like Butters from Port Adelaide. I like I Taylor. Think, I think Taylor has got a real chance. Those two kids, I think they're the best two prospects on the list right now. Taylor's got a bit of in and yeah, out, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. He can get away with it. Yeah. Don't think Hatley's going to make it? or Oh, he'll... He's probably a wingman. Berry's in there yeah. already. Yeah, Berry's big body. Yeah, he is, yeah. So, uh, true or false, as I said, thanks to Adelaide Auto 4x4. Get 15% off the first purchase at Adelaide Auto 4x4. Okay, I'm going to start. This is my night tonight, seeing you made it my night. Yep. Not about yourself. No. Um, Luke Jackson, true or false, will be playing for the West Coast Eagles <sighs> next year. Now, we know he's going yeah. home. Which club will he go to? Yeah, I think uh, Nick Natanui can't last forever. And he's had a fair bit of injury the last couple of years. Good handy pickup, yeah, and he, get Oscar Allen back next get year. Get Oscar Allen, yeah. So I reckon. True. Yeah, I'd say true, David. Okay. Okay. Mine is preliminary final weekend is the most nerve-wracking of the season. I think it is. I remember 1985, we played Westies, and it came down to the last three or four minutes, <laughs> and we were just praying <laughs> because we come from nowhere north yeah. about eighth or ninth the year before. And just I remember the last few minutes, and we I held on to win by about a. That is definitely true. Okay. It's a grand final. It, it's a, it's a it's, result. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. You just know oh, you're yeah, only going to win or lose yeah, yeah, and that's that's right. not getting there. So yeah. I, I think it's that's true. Hey, I think I know your answer here. Sunday night, not Monday night, Lockie Neal will win the Brownlow medal for the second time. I, I think it's 83% true. Oh, I'd take those odds. Yeah, I think. He's $2.80 not. or something. Yeah, I know. There's some Gamble, others. Well, okay, well. mine is also – can I just say mine, true or false, is next to – there will be – a tie or a three-way tie, if there's such a thing, yes, there is, in the Brownlow medal. I think there'll be multiple winners this year. You're still sticking with the low count? Yep. We've got a bet, you realise, under 24 yep. is you, over 24 is me. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, that. nice yeah. bottle of wine, two years quietly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm still waiting for that lunch. You realise our yeah. show is coming to the close. You'll be gone next week. I'll never <laughs> see you again. I know where you live, though. Um, was that? Uh, no, I think it's false. Oh, yeah, okay. I think there will be an outright win. It might be your boy too, win by a couple. A true or false, North Adelaide. My guys, my team, the Red and Whites will win the Sanford Grand Final Sunday. <laughs> You're kidding. I've, I can't say that's true because I've got Nord will win the Sanford Grand Final on Sunday. Good luck. <laughs> no, I, I'm hoping North. I think North, the week's no, rest. North, uh, are, North are a very good team. We've got Aaron Young coming up. Oh, so yeah. Ask him about that. The Gary medalist, David. Yeah, yes. You won one of the, oh, you have. Uh, any more for you? Uh, no, I, I, did I have another one? I did, did I? No, I, I did. Only get two. No, I did three. I did the nerve wracking. I did Nord will win, and I did uh, the All right. tie in the brown line. At least we've got another minute before we go to a break. Uh, still waiting for the news on Jared Berry, too. Um, true or false? The Brisbane Lions have won their last couple. They're going to shock the AFL world. <laughs> And beat the mighty Cats Friday. I can't wait for this game. Friday's prelim final. Well, David, there's a bit of me that says that's false. And there's a fair bit of it. You're pretty confident. Oh, no, I'm not confident. confident I, it, it's a blimmy final. Win. They're hard to win. Uh, I, I just think Geelong. And maybe there's a bit of history of love in there. You say pick your best team. Joe Danher comes back. Yeah, I, I say pick your best team. Oscar McInerney comes back. Oscar so, McInerney so comes back. Yeah. You should say yeah. one other. Uh, Lumo SA... 
Aussie-owned with residential electricity plants made for South Australia. Been a great support of our show over the years at Lumo. We're going to take a break on the other side. A man that's won a McGarry medal, and he, he did it in style too. And hopefully, Farron Young, North Adelaide, can get the double on Sunday afternoon. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Weeks Homes, Discover Different, and also Tire Patch. What a wonderful company Tire Power are. Footy final sales on now. Get into your local independently-owned Tire Power today. Well, one thing to win a McGarry medal, you've won one, also won a Brownlow, but if you could top it off, I reckon... A week or so later with the Premiership. Yeah, Andrew Jarman's done it a couple of times. Yeah. Not too many have. No. But our next guest may well do that. He's a much-travelled footballer, played for Port Adelaide and the Gold Coast. He's back with the Roosters and uh, had a fantastic year and won the medal. Aaron Young, congratulations. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me on. Consistent season. We'll look at the grand final in a moment. But you, when you look at your own season, it must have been very, very consistent. You polled in in a lot of games, and obviously North Adelaide uh, finished on top of the ladder. Yeah, it's been it's been a really good season for the club. Um, obviously, we've got uh, reserve side and and our league side both both in the grand final, along with some with our under 18s and our, our women's teams did really well as well. So, yeah, as a club, it's been a great a great season so far, and, and that helps with the consistency for all the players. I think I think not just myself, but. Campbell Coombe, Harrison Wig, um, Big Mitchie Harvey in the ruck—they've all had great years as well, and and that's helped each of us along the way. When we've had a we've, when we've had a down week, someone else has stood up, so that's been really important for us. Um, yeah, congratulations for myself too for the medal win, Aaron. J- Jacob Surgeon—he's he, actually got different water going into Prospect Oval now, hasn't he? For all that you just said, for all that to happen, it just doesn't happen at clubs, does it? They have that much success and prospective success in the one year. It's been a terrific year at North Adelaide. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like I said, he's, he must have put something in the water. But yeah. the club, the club itself, is in a really healthy position, and, and the people that have run the club for a period of time. Greg Edwards has, has mm. moved on to back to Centrals, and, and we'll miss him dearly. But he did a great job setting us up to get to get to this position. Now Craig Burton and Old Brewster's taken on the role as well. So um, a lot of a lot of work goes in off field to make sure that the on field team success happens, and, and they've done a great job over the past five, six years. Yes, they certainly have. Now, I just want to mention something about that too. One of your board members has actually bought me in a game of golf at their recent auction. Craig Burton put it on me oh, to yes, do that. Yeah. And they got a fair bit of money for it, which is lovely. So I'm trying to help out the North Adelaide Football Club as well, David. Have you got that? Oh, hey, yeah. listen, just a quick one. <laughs> um, Aaron, where's the medal? Where have you got it hidden? Have you got it in your pocket? You're showing all the kids at school. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. You would know it's something you don't plan for, so you probably don't have a. When you get home that night, you don't really have a place to put it. So, I think I've um, I've just put it on the mantelpiece for now, um, and then yeah, I'll, I'll just uh, get through this week and uh, and try and figure out where to put it after that. Now, Aaron, you can't know Malcolm too well. You know he would have planned for it. He would have planned for them to win the medal within where you put it. He's very... This is, this is so bad, David. Get on with it. Hey, do you, do you, you obviously see the history of North Adelaide. Uh, I, I had a decade there in the 80s. It's a great club, but all the medalists are up there. And, you, you know, from Ian McKay, Barry Barbary, uh, Robin, he's won it three times, Andrew Charman, Antropus. Uh, the list go, it's a huge list. And we did the sums. We, we think it's almost record with Port Adelaide, both... North and Port have had 24 medals each. Right. So, yep. um, yeah, you're up some illustrious company there. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, that's something that's come to light over the, over the last week. We didn't really know that either, but yeah, we've got uh, we've got a wall down at the club with all the pictures of the McGarry medals, and like you said, there's been some club legends down there. So you sort of walk in there each day, and and especially when you're a younger kid. When I first got to North Adelaide, you sort of think, oh, how cool would that be to be up there? And um, and now to sort of know that you're going to be up there is yeah, pretty special. And um, yeah, to share share the wall with some of the legends, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, it's something that you just don't forget. Four years ago, North Adelaide upset Nord. They were the hot favourite uh, and they won the game by 19 points. Only four players we can find played in that game and I think Nord might only have two or three, so a massive turnaround. Um, so most of the players just be their first GF. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, it's a testament to both clubs to, to be able to have that much turnover and still be at the pointy end of the season. So um, like you said, we've we've got maybe four guys that, that are from that 2018 team and, and we've got a bunch of guys that unfortunately lost in 2020. So um, there'll be a lot of hunger from both sides, I think, which will make for a great contest. You had a lot of players in the team of the year. If you could pick, though, a surprise package, uh, players that perhaps aren't as well heralded, um, who'd they be? Who, who surprised you that's really made his mark or maybe a couple of players that have you know, been able to keep their spot and perform and now they'll be playing in the grand final? Yeah, I think one that has probably slipped under the radar for a few years, but actually got some really good recognition this year was Will Cohn. Um, so I think he was on the wing of the team of the year. And, and he's one of those guys who's he's very quiet, but just goes about his business and gets the job done each week. So it's been really pleasing for him to get some recognition because he, he does a great job. And, and then we've got some young guys like a, a Harry Elbro who, who kicked three in the final against Adelaide, who, who after being at Central's as a young kid, went back to the Barossa and, and found his feet and came out this year and he's been super. I think he's played nearly every game except for a couple and, and was super important on the weekend. Yeah, those uh, the team of the year was pretty good, wasn't it? Uh, Harrison Wig, Campbell Coombe, Will Coombe, as you mentioned, obviously yourself. But I, I, two pretty important players, though. Keenan Ramsey was named at centre-half forward and Cameron Craig at full-back. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're t- it's a terrific team. But, gee, they're pillars, aren't they? You need those guys actually doing their role too. Yeah, I think uh, there's all, there's obviously lots of midfielders in the competition, but those key position players are a little bit harder to come by. So we've had, uh, yeah, two guys in Ken Ramsey and Cam Craig who over a period of time have been really strong but had great years this year, and, and that's been um, really important for our success. With the final against the Crows, I watched... What's it? North Adelaide, I thought you totally dominated the first 15 minutes, couldn't get any score on the a board, and they kicked three or four quick goals, and then you, you ground them down. But um, that'd be something if you get that much ball in the GF, you want to get a bit more score. Is that how you felt? You had so much control in that first quarter, and I think only kicked about one goal, two, or one goal, three. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes uh, sometimes you do control a game and you can't put it on the scoreboard, um, and that's what happened in that, in that final against Adelaide. And, and they went down their end when they got their chance and capitalised. So, um, yeah, it's, it would be nice to to put the scores on the board early. But um, I guess we've just got to take confidence out. And we did take confidence out of at quarter time, even though we were behind. We, we were doing the right thing and we were playing how we wanted to play. It hadn't come off at that point in time. But we knew if we kept doing it that we'd see some uh, some success from it. So... We take confidence in the fact that it's not going to happen all the time. Football's a game of momentum, and you've just got to take take the take your chances when the momentum swings your way. So we were able to do that in the in the back half of the game, and and um, and we had a great win, and and it was really hard for a win. Adelaide were really strong that day, and and we walked away 
pretty bad and bruised, but it was nice to have the week off and earn the week off. Tell us about your coach, uh, Jacob Besurge, and he's excitable, he's enthusiastic, uh, he loves his players, he loves his club. When we talk to him, you can almost, he almost jumps out of the, uh, out of the microphone and he's not even in here. Um, give us a snapshot of what you think of uh, Jacob Besurge and how he's gone about his business. Yeah, you, you hit it on the head. He's uh, he's one of those guys that walks into the room and lights it up, and, and he's he's a really bubbly personality. So um, he's great to have around the club, and and all the boys love him. And and like you said, he 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 loves the club and all his players. And, and I've known Serge for a long time, and I, I got to Port Adelaide, and he was actually a teammate of mine there, and and then moved into a development role, and now I've got him as a senior coach. But um, so I've I've seen the progression of him throughout the years, and. Um, that's that's the thing that impresses me the most about him. He just keeps trying to get better as a as a player and then as a coach. So um, I think it's a great example when your coach is trying to get better. It, it brings everyone else along as well. Aaron, I was going to ask you that. You, you spent some time, as David mentioned, at the Gold Coast and then at Aspley, which was in the Neefel team, which I, I'm really well aware of that whole competition. And I, I read where, I think Gary Middleknight or somewhere after you said that, that Jacob Surgeon kept on chasing you. He, he was the guy that actually really promoted you to come back to Adelaide and play for North Adelaide? Yeah, obviously, like uh, like I mentioned, uh, I've known Serge for a long time. So um, when when yeah, when yeah everything um, ended up finishing up on the Gold Coast, he, he called me reasonably quickly and, and wanted to see where I was at because, yeah, obviously he, he was keen to, to get me back to the Roosters. And, and um, as it happened, I stayed up there in Queensland for a year and the Neeful... The NEFL got cancelled that year because of COVID and everything like that. So I didn't play a whole lot of footy. And, and then the next year, I sort of I sort of rang, uh, rang him back and said, is there a spot for me? I'll, I'm pretty keen to come back. And, and uh, I think they yeah, jumped at the opportunity pretty quickly to, to um, get me back there. And, and yeah, we haven't looked back since. And, you, and your body hasn't looked back. I mean, it held you back, didn't it? The injuries knocked you around a little bit and, and it in, enabled you to end up at North Adelaide. But... You've obviously had a really, really full year without injury. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I've been pretty lucky throughout my career. I don't think I missed too many games up until maybe my last year you know, on the Gold Coast where um, I had a couple of knee injuries and, and whatnot, um, which just came at the wrong time. And then, yeah, obviously missing basically a year of footy with the, the COVID cancellation as well. It sort of set me back a little bit. Um, so it's been great to get back. Down, down to South Australia and back to North Adelaide and play two full seasons. Um, because, yeah, the older you get, you sort of question your body at times. And um, after having, yeah, basically two years of not a whole lot of footy, it was it was tough getting back into it. But, yeah, this year's been great. Um, we've got some great fitness staff, um, strength and conditioning guys that, that get, keep everyone on the park. And we've been really fortunate this year to not have a whole lot of injuries. Okay, one last one. You got the the red legs on Sunday. Uh, that, we thought they were too physical, and then for the the younger crows outfit, what's their strength? You won all during the year. Um, had some good games there. They're obviously very strong. So, what's their big weapon? You think? What do you have to look out for with Norwood? Yeah, like I said, we've had some great contests with them this year, one on one, so far. And and I think the big their big weapon is their contests. They're super hard at the ball. Like you said, they. When the rain came on the weekend, they just used their bigger bodies to their advantage yeah. to, to yeah. get over the pros. So that's their big weapon, and, and we know that. And, uh, and yeah, last time we played them, they probably got on top of us in that area. So um, it's a great challenge for us, and, and we'll be looking forward to it. Mind you, you've got uh, some big bodies in the midfield, mm. haven't you? Coombe, Wig, Moore, uh, Harvey. You've got some big boys as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And at, at the end of the day, in finals, the game's sort of one in the middle. So that's where the contest will be all day, um, whether it's wet, dry, different. But, um, yeah, we've got we've got some really good players through there. They've got some really good players through there. So it's going to be a cracking contest. Congratulations once again on the medal win and good luck Sunday. Let's hope you can uh, top it off with the perfect year. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me on. Aaron Young there for North Adelaide uh, winning the McGarry medal. Number 13? Yep. You know who else wore number 13? Yeah, did uh, one particular year, 50 years ago. And there's another one for 30. North Adelaide. Yeah, Antrobus. Yeah. Tony Antrobus. Some people don't like 13. They think it's bad luck. You never thought it's bad luck. No, it didn't bother me. Uh, didn't just, think it would. Just a number. For expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. And the Kia Sportage is being crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Our guest there, Aaron Young. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Blight and David Rudy for Weeks Homes Discover Different. And Elders Insurance is a community sports segment with Benny Hawk. From local footy to community events, it's our way of giving back. Elders Insurance, hands-on support for our local community. Hooky, how are you? Uh, Blighty, Wilds, great to hear from you both. And uh, I'll tell you what, boys, uh, the Far West Footy League, I've got maybe the most interesting story of the year for you. I can't wait to share it. Oh, okay. Well, now I've got a little note here. The Chandler's family's historic and bizarre day in the Western Air Footy League Grand Final. What, What can you tell us about that? So the Western Air Football League Grand Final was played in Penong on Saturday. It was between Western United and the Seduna Blues. Now, we all have seen Brad Scott and Chris Scott coach against each other when they were North Melbourne and Geelong yep. coaches, respectively, but they never coached in a grand final. Well, how about this? Brody Chandler coached the Seduna Blues. His brother, Jesse Chandler, coached Western United. They're the sons of a legend of football over there on the Far West League. Uh, Mildy Chandler, he's the league vice president, played 400 games for Western United. Now, uh, Brody and Jesse, they've got another brother, Harley. He plays for Western United. And the, the, there's a fourth brother, that's Kay Chandler. Now, you boys probably would know him as the guy who plays on Melbourne's AFL list. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's an incredible family. You know, they're an absolute legend of football. There's only one instance that my man, Peter Lyons, who knows all about country footy, can recall of brothers coaching against each other in a grand final. Wow. It was 1961. It was Talon Ben versus Jervoice. Bill <laughs> Loken ca- ca- coached Jervoice. Jeff Loken, his brother, coached Talon Ben. Wow. Uh, anyway, going back to the Western Air League, Sajuna wins by six points. Um, but how about this? Brody Chandler didn't finish the match because he got concussed in the third term. Guess who got him? Oh, not You're brother. Kidding. Position playing coach and brother Jesse Chandler. Oh, accidental, <laughs> accidental, of course. Yeah. Accidental, of course, yeah. So there's another wow. family league there. Tom, Tom Jonas was over there, the, the captain of uh, the Port Adelaide Football Club. His brother Sam, who's a paramedic and working over uh, right on the far west, um, he's playing for um, Western. He's playing, no, I beg your pardon. He's playing for Sejuna. And uh, he was the um, he was the best player on the ground. Tom Jonas was over there to present the medal, presented it to his brother Sam. Oh, so, that? Um, yeah, that was quite nice, wasn't it? And just one one more line: uh, Mildy's wife Tracy Chandler uh, played in the winning Western United D Grade team and won best on court. So what a what a day for the Chandler family! <laughs> I read there's a Chandler at the baseball one there, bloody back yes, in the seventies. Yeah, was. Can I also say no other family members were heard in this conversation? <laughs> 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 hey, now listen, you've, you've apparently got something for me. I want to go to the item that interests me the most. I had to ask you, 
about a mystery item. Come on, Ben Hook. What is a mystery item you have for me? The three of us know that a lot of the Sports Day S show centres around what a champion Malcolm Blight is. And I just want to shift... 99% of it centres around that, Ben. 99%. I'm just going to shift the focus for one time, Malcolm, if you'll (laughs) allow me. I just want to let you boys know that David Wildey is going to call his 34th straight SANFL Grand Final this weekend. It's an incredible record. He's been involved... Will, you've been involved in footy for 45 years in the SANFL, 11 years straight as a player, and then 34 years straight calling, and uh, 34 straight Grand Finals, incredible record. More than 1,300 games of SANFL and AFL football. Uh, Blighty, I've got... You know, Bruce McAvaney is the number one caller ever out of South Australia. And then there's, we've got a lot. Ian Day, Peter Markey, you go mm. right, right back to Max Hall and Wally May, Dwayne Russell these days, Peter Landy. But I've got our boy, Wilge, right up just underneath um, Bruce McAvaney. He's accurate, hits the high note at the right times, doesn't make it about himself. But he's original, you know. He's not stealing other people's lines. So, Will's all the best oh, for thanks, call number ben. thirty-four. On the I'm bl- <laughs> blushing, mate. I am. Well, well that's t- that's terrific, Ben. But I did mention it at the start of the show. I'm sorry you didn't listen <laughs> early, but the, but that's fine. <laughs> but I, I agree. I mean, that that's a, it's a it's a remarkable achievement, isn't it? And probably won't might be in David's, might be in yours, but it won't be in mine. I won't see anyone do anywhere near that. I've been anywhere near that. You're no, lucky. No. You're lucky to be able to start the same yeah. station for so long. That's yeah, one that's, thing. That's but true, yeah. yeah, thanks, Ben. And now we have got another one, Blighty. Um, I've lost my place. No, I haven't. He, what about he's, this? He's gone all red and blushy. Why? Yes. I don't normally get a bit shy. <laughs> uh, Hooky, the daughter of a footy legend who dominated country netball. Yeah. So uh, amazing story. This is a former Thunderbirds player. But you've probably heard of Charlie Hodges, uh, the daughter Billy, of Scott Hodges. Scotty Hodges. Yeah. The niece of. Niece of Darren Cale and, of course, granddaughter of uh, John Cale, the legendary Port Adelaide coach. Well, she played for the Thunderbirds in 2020. She's moved with her fiancé, Tom, down to the southeast. Uh, she won the Cowrie Narricourt Tatiara Netball Association medal. I think it was on last, might have been last night or the night before. Anyway, she's, she's, she's collected almost an average of two votes per game. That's, uh, that's how much he's dominated it by. So I was wondering what had happened to Charlie Hodges because I didn't see her in the Premier League here in South Australia either, but moved down to the southeast playing for Kybe Bolite, which is the same footy club as uh, Lockie Neal, of course, the Brownlow medalist, and uh, winning, uh, winning the competition's best medal down there. So well done to Charlie and great to see you're still involved. And oh, just a bit of a shout-out now. I heard yesterday Barry Barbary, former McGarry medalist, North Adelaide, played at Woodfield. And also a coach of Kobe Bylight when he went down there. And uh, he's just a bit crook at the moment. So if he's listening, all the best, Barbs. And, uh, yeah, so Kobe Bylight, very famous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one to wrap up, boys, very quickly. Yep. Yep, I'll just let you know, Brighton Lacrosse Club uh, women have beaten Glenelg on Saturday. They've won the last five premierships. That's 13 of the last 15. They are in a battle for the best South Australian women's sports team probably in history. How about Port Adelaide? Won their first flag in 1992. Sandy Pisani moved over and coached them. They've subsequently won 20 of the next 28 in South Australian hockey, and they're in the grand final again on the first. It's quite sick when hey, you hear this. <laughs> one quick one, Ben. Where do you get all this info from? I mean, you have some great stuff in the Sunday Mail, but where does it all – do people actually yeah. yes, bring it into you? Yes, they know they you. They know he's the man. He's the man to put it out yeah, there? Yeah. 
Yeah, look, I'm very lucky. I get a lot of people who email me some information. So the far west, that, that far west league or Western Air League, there's a guy called Peter Lyons who's an incredible uh, font of knowledge on country footy. And he, he'll email me every couple of weeks <laughs> and send me just a, some little items. Stuff like, um, it's just because I've been involved in this so long that you just become aware of these records and you follow them and all of a sudden, Port Adelaide are in another grand final yeah. in hockey, and that just yeah. that just tweaks to me. So I think it's a, it's part longevity and part that I'm very lucky that I've got a lot of good people around the place who want to share their very good info with me. Great stuff. Benny Hook there for uh, Elders Insurance. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, a Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you can win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Well, that's it for us, and uh, still waiting on the Jared Berry uh, tribunal result. Piers, it's been going for a while. What does that when it goes to this long? Does it mean you're more likely to get off, or more likely to get a game? Uh, what it means is that we're more likely we're not going to go the results. So listen to the news services as oh, we go, David. Ever reported yourself? No. Yeah, good lad. Good. I only got reported once. Actually, did hit a guy and got off. Said I didn't, and yeah, believe me. Yep. Um, we'll do it all again tomorrow between six and seven. Have a great night, Malcolm. Bye for now. Bye, David. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.